Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Rush Church. Glad that you guys made it this morning. A little bit of snow out, but no big deal, right? All right. So this morning, we're going to do a little bit of a different kind of service. Um, John's not here once again, but we're going to have a a worship and praise service this morning. Um, It's going to be really fun. Hope you guys enjoy it. But John sent us a video of himself talking so we could watch him. He wants to tell you a few things. Um, So John's going to be up here behind me on the screen, and then we'll start worshiping. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Rush Church. I would say it's good to see you, but I can't actually see you. Uh, But uh, good morning and happy Sunday. For you, it's Sunday morning. For me, it's last Wednesday morning. And uh, here I am, perfectly fine, feeling great, um, getting better, I should say. Uh, Ashley and Sam are doing great. They're over at uh, they're over at our house, and uh, everybody's getting through it. So um, I wish I could be there. I miss you all very, very much. I miss the chance to preach. That's one of my very favorite things to do. Fortunately, though, today we have something else that we get to experience. You know, Wes's brain, it's always moving. It's always thinking. And uh, there's some things that he's been wanting to do. Uh, But certainly today is one of them, and that is a day of worship. A day of worship. Cody and and, and Wes have been talking about this, have been putting together a plan for this. And today we get to uh, just experience and express how good God is and how he's always good even though we go through various storms in life. But hey, that is life, right? We're always going through storms. We're going through a little bit of a storm. Our family is right now. Nothing major, but there's always something around the bend. But through all of that, God is still good. We can have joy even in our trials. We can have joy even in our sufferings. In fact, if you listened to Luke last week, he talked about that very thing and how we do this through hope, hope, hope that doesn't disappoint, hope that never lets us down. And so today we express hope, we express gratitude, we express praise and worship to our Father. Throughout this, we also have some some lessons from Cody. We have some uh, stories about some songs and a few other things, and so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing it posted online uh, so that I get to experience some of this as well. But uh, I hope you enjoy today, and I hope that it's beneficial. I hope that it's edifying for you, everyone around you, to remind us, remind us that we can and should raise our voices in praise to Jesus Christ even even now, even if it's, if it's a bad day. Praise Jesus because of this eternal hope that we have, eternal life that we have in Jesus Christ. And so I certainly want to uh, thank Luke for last week. I want to thank Wes and and Cody and the rest of the worship team for this week. Uh, We just do, uh, or they just do such a great job. In fact, it was Cliff during our elders meeting that said, you know, when John's not here, we don't hardly miss a beat. I tried not to take that personally. Uh, but uh, but that's really the point. That's the point. That's what we try uh, try to do. And we've got just wonderful team that's there to lead us in worship and praise and understanding of who God is. Uh, before we get too far into the service, though, there's a few things you need to know. Uh, number one, uh, mentioned last week, we are going to have to put our this 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 special lunch, this special time together that I wanted to have. We're going to have to put that on hold for anybody who's got questions about the church, anybody who has questions about uh, theology, anybody who has questions about scripture, anybody who has questions about what we teach and why we teach it. Um, and this may be, this may be you. Uh, you know, you may be a part of this church for, you know, today, maybe your first Sunday. Um, and that's really who this is geared towards, those who are um, fairly new to our family. But maybe you've been here for 20 years and you still have questions that have never been answered. I, I do want to sit down. I want to just have these conversations. So we were planning on doing that after service today. Uh, we're going to have to put that off. I don't have another day for that. It's hopefully going to be in February. Um, but we'll have to figure that out. Uh, we'll have to figure that out later. The other thing is 
we are unfortunately going to cancel our Super Bowl uh, chili cook-off. Um, you know, I'll, I don't like doing that, and I, I know you don't like doing it, but I think it's a smart move. Uh, the elders and I talked about that uh, on Monday, and they agree. Uh, it's not particularly fun, but it is the hard decision that we have to make, and we're going to make that decision. That's just the way it, the way it goes sometimes. Um, now, later on in the year, granted, we can't necessarily do anything with the Super Bowl, but that doesn't mean we can't do something with a chili cook-off later on in the year. In fact, I've even talked to quite a few folks about this, and they've said, hey, look, I get it, uh, but if you do have the chili cook-off, we'll probably sit this year out. I understand. I understand. So we're going to put a hold on that and, uh, well, cancel that for uh, Super Bowl Sunday. And the final thing is this. In the interest of, number one, helping keep, uh, helping to keep people safe, but also there's a lot of people who simply cannot be here right now. They either can't be here right now because um, they're, they're trying to uh, care for their family and, and, uh, or they can't be here right now because they're ill. I mean, there's just a, a whole myriad of things. Um, we are going to put our children's ministry on hold through the month of February. Now, we've tried this before. We did this in December. It was a very, very difficult thing to do, but I think it was a smart move. I also think this is a smart move, particularly uh, right now when, hey, you know what? It's finally caught up to us, right? That's just the way it is. It's finally caught up to us. And so I think right now putting our children's ministry on hold is a very good idea because we can simplify our Sunday morning services. We can have two services. We come in. We worship together, we hear a lesson, we praise together, and then we leave and uh, try to minimize uh, the contact that we have. I'll tell you, when all of this is done, I, I just can't wait to get back to uh, this, this close fellowship that we've had for so long. Um, I'm a bit of a hugger, you know, and uh, I haven't hugged anybody in a year. Uh, I haven't hugged my son in a week. I'll tell you, that's difficult. That's tough. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll all get back to the way it was meant to be, the way it's supposed to be, and I'm sure we'll all get there eventually. But today, today I hope you enjoy what Wes and Cody and the rest of the band has uh, in store for you. Uh, it's a time of worship, a day of worship, an expression of gratitude and the goodness, the greatness of God in our lives. No matter what happens, God will not leave us. No matter what happens, God will not forsake us. No matter what happens, we always, always have eternal hope in Jesus Christ. You ought to say, I ought to say. And so I'm looking forward to seeing this online after you guys do it. And I'm certainly looking forward to seeing all of you next Sunday. If you'd like to stand and join us, we're going to get started off singing this morning, Who You Say I Am.
are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I
Good morning again. Thanks, guys, for being here. Um, it's really pretty outside. I kept watching the snow out there. I'm actually running slides from my phone. I kept getting distracted, so I hope it wasn't too bad. But um, this morning for communion time, I just wanted to take a few minutes. And for me, communion has always been about remembering. Um, just taking some time out of my life and just taking a few minutes, even though it should be more, but just remembering what God's done for me, just um, remembering who he is, how much he loves us, and so I just want to talk a little bit about that this morning. Um, I'm going to be reading from Jeremiah chapter 2. It's a cool little passage, it's the first 11 verses that I'm going to read this morning, and um, do you ever forget your identity in Jesus? Do you ever forget who you belong to, like who who you serve, who you worship. Um, maybe it's because you went through a hard time in life and you're in a struggle or you're in a challenge. Or maybe it's just because you got really busy and life, life's busy. There's so much stuff going on that you just forget what your, what your calling is, that you're supposed to be this ambassador for Jesus and you're supposed to take him with you wherever you go. Um, maybe it's just that you get too comfortable with your faith and you've been doing it for so long. You, you've been a Christian for a long time and it just becomes comfortable. It just becomes something that you... You're just going along, and it just becomes this thing that you know you have. You have this faith in Jesus, but you don't ever put it into use. You don't ever put it into action to it. Um, so that's kind of, i talk about those kind of things this morning as we remember who we are, and remember who God is and how much he loves us. So let me just read this, and I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 1 through 11. It says, The Lord gave me another message. He said, Go and shout this message to Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. This is God's voice. This is, talk, this is God talking through Jeremiah to his people. So God's, God's using Jeremiah to speak to the people, and this is what God has to say. I remember how eager you were to please me as a young bride long ago, how you loved me and followed me even through the barren wilderness. In those days, Israel was holy to the Lord, the first of his children. All who harmed his people were declared guilty, and disaster fell on them. I, the Lord, have spoken. This next part, he says, Listen to the word of the Lord, people of Jacob. All your families of Israel, this is what the Lord says. What did your ancestors find wrong with me that led them to stray away from me? They worshipped other worthless idols only to become worthless themselves. They did not ask, where is the Lord who brought us to safely out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, a land of deserts and pits and a land of drought and death where no one lives or even travels? When I brought you into the fruitful land to enjoy its bounty and goodness, you defiled my land and corrupted the possession I had promised you. The priest did not ask, where is the Lord? Those who taught my word ignored me. The rulers turned against me, and the prophets spoke in the name of Baal, a false god, wasting their time on worthless idols. Therefore, I will bring my case against you, says the Lord. I will even bring charges against your children's children in the years to come. And he says this, says, go west and look at the land of Cyphus. Go east and search the land of Kedar. Has anyone ever heard of anything as strange as this? Has any nation ever traded its gods for new ones, even though they were not gods at all? Yet my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. This whole thing is God saying, what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong that you guys have turned your back on me once again? That, am I not good enough for you guys after all the things that I've done for you? I brought you out of slavery. I got you through the wilderness. I gave you this land. And every time, it seems like you guys don't appreciate it. You guys are always turning your back on me. And then he says this. This is what, verse 12, it says, The heavens are shocked at such a thing. And shrink back in horror and dismay, says the Lord. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water. And they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. I read that, that last part there. It always gets me. I'm always like, they had everything. God was providing for them. God loved them. They, he led them. He showed up and did amazing things in their lives. And he sent plagues to Egypt. And he parted the Red Sea. And he provided food for them in the wilderness. And all these things, God's people were following along. And for some reason, it wasn't good enough for them, and they always thought they could find something better. They followed false gods. They followed other things. They worshipped golden statues. They did all these things, and God's watching, and he's like, where did I go wrong? Why, why am I not good enough? And I was thinking, those silly people, what did they think? They saw water's part. God fed them all the food they could ever want, took care of them. What were they thinking? That they would go in search of, of things. They had, it says, you know, they had living water. I, I provided them living water, and they dug cracked cisterns that held no water at all. I was like, that's just dumb. That's just, why would they do that? Why would they leave God like that? And I looked at my life, and I looked at people's lives around me. I'm like, we do the same thing today. We forget. We forget who God is. We forget that he provides for us. We forget how much he loves us and wants to take care of us. And we go chase other things. We go try to find what God has in other places in the world, but we try to replace him. 
just like they did back then. They dug cisterns that didn't hold any water at all. I think we dig cisterns. We go to places and we try to find this living water, but in the end, there's nothing there. And it can either be struggles and challenges in our lives that we face and we forget that God's with us all the time. Maybe we just get, like I said, too comfortable with our faith. Um, I think a lot of time we get too comfortable in our lives and our relationship with Jesus. We lose the awe factor, the awe factor of who he is and what he did for us. And this time of communion today, I want you guys to just take a few minutes and remember um, how much God loves us. I mean, he talks about the Israelites turning their back on him in the Old Testament all the time, and they'd chase other things, and they'd dig these cisterns that didn't hold any water. And, and God could have been like, that's enough. I've had enough of you guys. You don't appreciate anything I do for you. I'm done. I'm done with you. And you're on your own. Thank goodness he did not do that. He said, I love you too much to let you be on your own, so I'm going to send a Savior. And he sent Jesus to die on the cross, take the punishment that we deserve, defeat sin and death, and he gives it to us for free. That's how much that he loves us. And that's the thing. That's, uh, communion's all about that right there, just remembering the love that God has for us. And sometimes we chase these other things. We chase comfort. We chase possessions. We chase fame. We chase popularity. We chase all these things that we think will fill up the things that we need instead of God. And it could be because you don't really know Jesus yet, but it could be because you've just forgotten how awesome and amazing the gift is, the awe factor. And Jesus is the most important thing in our lives. Everything else, possessions, social standing, wealth, fame, anything else you could put against the other relationships with other people, even your relationship with your kids and your spouse and your family, those don't compare to Jesus' relationship with you. It's hard to think about, hard to say, but it's true. And, and this is what I'll close with. Paul says this, in Philippians chapter 3, and before that Paul was Saul, and he, he, had, he had respect and, and popularity, and he was famous among the people, and he was well-respected. He had everything he could ever want in the Jewish community. And then something happened. He met Jesus, and he says this in verse 7, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ as my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else. Counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Jesus and become one with him. Think about that this morning. Think about everything else, anything you put next to Christ, the relationship with him this morning. Stack it up next to it. It can never compare. That's how much he loves us. And there's nothing that you could chase after or you, you just can't fill that void with anything else besides the love of Christ. I just like how he says anything else is, is just garbage and he discards everything else. That includes everything. All the things I mentioned before. And, and so... As we go from here today, this whole service is, I think, about remembering. Just look back and see what God has done for us. He allows us to be here. We get to praise and worship him today. It's an amazing time. And just as we sing some more songs this morning, as we go into worship and hear some more stories, keep this idea of remembering. Don't let it, don't let it slip away. Don't go chasing after other things. Don't become too busy. Don't become too comfortable in your faith that you forget what you're called to do, that you forget the amazing God that we serve. So um, remember him today. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. I thank you for this place, this warm place that we can meet this morning and just be together. And we can sing and we can praise and we can worship you and we can talk about you and we can praise your name, God. Just thank you for the people that are here this morning in safe travels. Thank you for Jesus, most of all. Thank you for sending him to die, to be a sacrifice, to take our punishment, to take the things that we deserve and put it on his shoulders perfect sacrifice. He did nothing to deserve it, but he wanted to be a part of our lives. He wanted to give us a chance to get back to you, God, and we thank you so much for that. That grace and that love that we didn't deserve, we didn't earn it, we could never earn it, and you gave it to us freely. I just pray that we remember that gift as we go throughout our days, no matter what's going on around us, that we can remember who you are and how much you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.
remain seated. by now they'd fall but you have never failed me yet waiting for change to come knowing the battles won for you have never failed me still stands great is your faithfulness faithfulness I'm still in your hands this is my confidence you never fail me
Well, good morning. I had the uh, distinct pleasure this week of speaking with Julie and Lynn Cleveland. I had called and asked if he would uh, send us a, a message via video. Y'all know Lynn. I knew it was asking way too much. So he, he did send me an email with a message for you all. And I just realized they didn't do a first service that uh, he might actually be listening to this, huh? Lynn, we love you, man. We miss you. Julie, we love and miss you dearly, too. Uh, I thank you for the message that you sent, and uh, we just hope to see you again real soon. All right, so on to Lynn. I'd ask him to send the video, but it had to be really short in order to be able to send it. So here's what he replied to me. This is my first invitation to speak for no more than 30 seconds. <laughs> However, brevity works for me. So here's his message. Greetings to you, my dearest friends in Christ. The impartial, deadly COVID virus spreads sickness and death, resulting in deep sorrow. It is a stark reminder of how pervasive sin brings even greater sorrow to our lives. But in the depths of our extreme sorrow, we find hope. Jesus suffered the worst this world offers, even death. But he lives and offers us life. Out of sorrow, we arise in joy, hope, and life. And then he sent along Psalms 30, verse 5. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Amen? Uh, so a, a couple of weeks ago, we did a new song called Raise a Hallelujah. And at that time, I said, someday I'll get around to telling you the story the, the, behind the song. Guess what? Today's the day. I'm going to tell you the story behind the song. So uh, this, this is what we have here. So the testimony of the song Raise a Hallelujah is extraordinary. Jonathan and Melissa Helser of Bethel Music wrote a powerful declaration over the life of their friend's two-year-old son, Jackson. Back in 2017, Jackson's kidney got infected with the E. coli virus, and he had blood transfusions and had to go on dialysis. Because of this, Jackson's parents reached out to their community and, uh, for support and prayer for a miracle in their son's life. A few days before Christmas... Jonathan received a text from their friends that their son, Jackson, was in critical condition and that he, they feared the child would not make it through the night. Jonathan recalled that moment saying, as soon as I got that text, I felt like this giant of unbelief stood in front of me. I thought, Jackson's going to die tonight and we're not going to see the miracle. But something indescribable happened to Jonathan and his wife while they were praying for a miracle. A song suddenly came out of their mouths and they started to sing a powerful declaration against the giant Jackson was facing. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies louder than the unbelief. My weapon is a melody Heaven comes to fight for me. They made worship a powerful weapon against the forces of the enemy. Their hymn of praise became louder than unbelief. A lot of friends visited Jackson and his sister, Addie, who also became diagnosed with the same infection. And they kept declaring the song over the children. And after medical treatment and countless prayers the Taylors received a miracle from God. Jackson and Addie were able to go home. Their bodies were in full health. The father of the children had this reflection of the events that had transpired. God's timing often doesn't make sense until you look back to see the mountains were climbed, canyons were crossed on no strength of our own. 
In the battle for Jackson's life, the global church community rose up like a mighty army and joined us in prayer and worship all over the world. Our son was miraculously healed and today is perfectly healthy. Indeed, there is great power behind praise and worship as we lift up our God. No, uh, so never underestimate the power of your praises. Keep on worshiping, even though you go through trials, because this very often is when you will experience, experience God's miracles. So if you'd like to stand and join us, we're going to sing, raise a hallelujah. of my enemies I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief and I raise a hallelujah my weapon is a melody I raise a hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me, and I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm.
before we sing this um, last song of our our initial set, you know, we never, um, sometimes we don't truly give up what it is that's weighing on our hearts. We don't truly give up that baggage or that thing that we're going through because it's our comfort zone. You know, just like Cody was speaking, we're comfortable. And, um, you know, people around us may not see what we're going through, but God sees what we're going through. And ultimately, we cannot hide it from him. So this morning, no matter what you're going through, um, no matter what is weighing on your heart or weighing on your, your spirit, just give it up to him this morning. Come to the altar and just lay it down at the feet of the cross. I heard in broken within, overwhelmed by the weight of your sin. Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? for a drink from the well Jesus is calling Oh come to the altar The Father's arms are open wide Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood to our last song this morning as we dismiss. Let's just pray over you guys. 
Father, we just thank you for this amazing morning that we have been able to just sing our praises to you, God, that we give our thankfulness and our, our just our utter most respect for you, God. Lord, I pray that you would just bless this time that we've spent together, bless those who've been here today, and bless those who could not. I ask for safety over them as they depart this morning. God, I ask for just a special blessing over this church and over our future and over America this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Just to you, the Lord turns. 